0: to the 100 Club, we are back with another squad profile in anticipation of cricket's newest tournament starting 21st of July, just a few short weeks ago, and we are going to have a look today at the Birmingham Phoenix. I'm joined by Rich. Hello. Hi. And Ollie. Hello. How are things going for you?
1: I am disappointed that... Really? Yeah, I've been watching the England Sri Lanka series... And I grew up watching Sri Lankan cricket. Uh, Aravinda de Silva was one of my heroes, and I had a Sri Lankan coach. And I've always sort of you know, really enjoyed watching Sri Lankan cricket, but I'm in a bit of a bad way at the minute. And, not uh, enjoying just, it so much this last week or so. No, they're just not competitive. So there's a reason why none of them are playing in the hundred.
0: There is. I mean, just the the tenth wicket falling. I think we can say we're, we're you know today today is the day of the one the final one, ODI. Uh, the tenth wicket falling with two of the batsmen stood at the bowler's end it wasn't, wasn't very clever. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: they have just not looked like they're competitive, although they? they're not scoring enough runs to to really put put England under pressure. No, when they're batting first.
1: So looking forward to some competitive cricket, Tom, in a mm. couple of weeks' time. Absolutely. Um,
0: I am wearing today. Just I thought I'd flash this up. I'm today wearing my cricket whites, not because I'm <laughs> anticipating a game. <laughs> <laughs> but my david gower branded cricket whites from the 80s uh, any reason why i might be wearing the batting uh shirt of an elegant left-hander
1: is it the gower graham smith scale of left-handed elegance it might well be so <laughs> <laughs> who, who am i excited about talking about it must be Murray Nally. he's married surely.
2: somewhere on that scale
0: <laughs> one of my all-time favorites he is a clearly a Birmingham Phoenix star but he's not the star I'm going to talk about actually to to, to kick us off (laughs) sorry I'll just I'll just sit quietly in the dark watching YouTube videos of his highlights yeah lead us down
2: that rabbit hole
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to talk about possibly a bigger star on the world stage um uh, but actually an English an Englishman uh and perhaps the most likable man in cricket any idea about who I'm about this time
2: is it, uh, is it Chris Wokes?
0: It is, indeed, oh, Chris Wokes.
2: He just looked like a very
1: nice chap.
0: <laughs> Isn't he? Take he... him home. <laughs> Introduce yeah. him to your
1: mum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, until he's bowling at you and in an opening spell with the ball zipping around all over the place. And it well, doesn't yeah. quite look so friendly at that point.
0: Well, we saw it today in the in the ODI. Uh, took a white ball, 12th over of it, and was moving it around pretty nicely, getting some pretty uh, g- good movement uh, with it. So we know he's a magician with the ball. Uh, we know he hits a lot of runs. And in fact, um, he's got 1,000 runs in test cricket, 100 wickets in test cricket. You know, that doesn't happen by accident. He's got all of the skills to p- play in any format of the game,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, he averages 25 in T20s, striking just under 140 which is to be honest you take that as almost as a specialist batter and add in you know how good of bowler he is yeah he's some cricketer in this format
0: he is but i do think he has a point to prove as well for this squad and the t20 world cup coming up in october he's only just come back into the england t20 format i think he was out since 2015 almost so he came back in for the Sri Lanka T20s, um, played in the first and the third iterations. But when he came back in, he's, he's got an economy of 8.11 in T20 internationals, I think, and hasn't taken a huge number of wickets considering his talent. Um, so I think he'll be wanting to show once and for all that the shortest formats of the game do suit his bowling style as much as you know, his, his broad talent. And in those Sri Lanka tests... Sorry, those, those Sri Lanka T20s. I think in the first one he was bowling at 4.67 economy, which is absolutely miserly. And if you think that's good, in this third T20, bowled for just 2.25 economy rate. Yeah,
1: so, yeah,
0: not giving anything away. Um, absolutely gunning for his place at the World Cup this autumn. And so um, just
2: had a really odd winter, hasn't he? I mean, you know, sort of, you know the England selection policy has just not favoured Chris Works, has it, this this winter? He seems to have spent the entire entire winter just out there in the bubble, carrying the drinks around. So yeah. yeah, I guess we'll want to just make his make his case on the cricket pitch again.
0: I think we've had it officially now, though, that the England Test team is done with rotation, certainly for the next you know few series. <laughs> thankfully, so you'd like to think that Wokes is on the on the starting sheet, yeah. certainly for the tests. But um, still, a little bit perhaps of uncertainty regarding the T20 squad. I don't know what you think about that, Rich.
1: Yeah, with the test squads, I think it depends whether they play a specialist spinner or not. I hmm. think if they play Bess, then he bats eight. And I don't think, I think if they don't play Bess and go with Root as the spin option, then I think that uh, the Wokes comes in at eight. But it's difficult for him because he's sort hmm. of fulfilling a similar role in the side to Anderson in terms of that kind of uh, spin on. But we're not here to talk about <laughs> test cricket, are we? We're here to well, talk well, about so you 100. Fulfills,
0: well, before, I'm not going to let you get away with that. He does not fulfill the same role as Anderson, because he adds a 1,000 test runs across a career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think Anderson might get there eventually.
2: I think Anderson would have true. to keep playing for a while to get to 1,000. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, But you're right, we're, we're, we're doing the 100. So looking forward to seeing Wokes, local boy as well for Birmingham, um, knows, knows Edgbaston very well. But who's the star, sorry, who's the young player he's going to have alongside anyone caught your eye rich
1: yeah so a relatively late uh arrival for the birmingham phoenix in that he was only announced on friday but it's the young kiwi wicketkeeper batter finn allen who has had a remarkable rise over the last 12 months really um so he uh, was with auckland for three years uh played for them kind of a wee bit you know across the different formats but actually ended up moving to wellington Last year to sort of try and get a bit more game time, more than anything else, Uh, and they promoted him to open in the Super Smash tournament, which is their uh, domestic T20 league last year, and you know it really suited him. You know he got shade under 600 runs, averaged over 50, player of the tournament, took Wellington to the title, and on the back of that, got himself an IPL contract and also a gig with Lancashire and you know he's been over here playing in the blast right time right place and you know, we've been speculating for weeks that yeah you know, he would get into uh, he would get into the 100 somewhere and, and, and of course he has um he's relatively uncomplicated in his technique he basically says that he tries to watch the ball for as long as possible and then hits it as hard as he can and that's worked out pretty well for it you know, he has a 16 ball half century to his name so i'm going to be fascinated to see how well he goes in the hundred tournament because we haven't seen A huge amount of him, uh, aside from his sort of stint at Lancashire, Um, and I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, fascinating to see how he goes.
2: You guys were on on the live show um, a couple of days ago when the blast uh, players were announced. But who had the first pick? Was it? Uh, Was it the the
0: Superchargers? Super Superchargers. Mm.
2: Just wondering how high uh, Alan went in that. Well, he. he sorry Carol. he wasn't he
0: well he wasn't part of the draft in itself he was part of the trading that took place just to finalize the squads before the draft Ah, okay so he wasn't taken as a wild card pick what he was taken as was the, re- the replacement for kane williamson who pulled out uh gotcha. to okay. sort his elbow injury um but the, i think the point that we made there is kane williamson has not given up on the 100 he's actually still going to be alongside uh, the Phoenix for the tournament is that right, Rich? So he'll be able to mentor this young mm. up-and-coming Kiwi, right?
1: Yeah, he will. So he'll be around uh, to 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 mentor Alan, and I think that's going to be a. Uh, he'll also have Adam Mill around, you know, the, mm. his you know, fellow New Zealander. He's been playing down at Kent in the Blast, so um, just
0: grabbed a hat trick.
1: Yeah, and of course, as a as a coach, he'll have uh, you know Dan Vittori, who you're going to mention, uh, talk a bit about now, I think, Ollie Yes,
2: yeah, so certainly. Well. Yeah, I'm getting <laughs> good at this. I've <laughs> been practicing. Uh, the um, I mean, we've talked a few times on some of these shows about you know there, there's anyone with a point to prove, and generally we've talked about you know cricketers with a point to prove and players. Well, this time I think that if you look, the guy who's got a point to prove is the coach um, Daniel Vittori. and he wasn't the wasn't the first choice originally. He was due to be uh, uh, McDonald's understudy, um, but. It's been announced that he can't make it because of because of COVID. He's still going to be involved as a consultant, um, uh, and will be you know, sort of with with the setup, of, you know, going forward in the future. Uh, but for now, it's going to be uh, Daniel Vettori who's, who's head coach, and he's had a number of head coach roles before. Um, you know, he spent time in uh, in the IPL um, with the Royal Challengers. He's had um, he's had time in the, in the Big Bash. Um, you know, and sort of ended his playing career playing Big Bash cricket. He kind of moved into a moved into a coaching role with the with the Brisbane. League. And that's kinda of quite a common role for you know for cricketers moving into coaching in, in sort of franchise cricket. But he's he's not been particularly successful in any of those roles. He's had a you know, he's had a couple of finals appearances, um, but for the most part, most of his teams have sort of underperformed and not been getting through <laughs> to the not been getting through to the, the knockout stages. You know, particularly when you look at the you know the Royal challenges and you know, some of the players he's had at his disposal in that squad, if you've got Coley and A. B. de Villiers, I um, you, you think the expectation levels are pretty high. Uh, you know, and you don't you don't want to be coming kind of you know bottom of the pile. Um, you know, with those caliber players in your squad, I think that's.
0: Well, you say that, but Coley doesn't win much, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm joking. joking. I'm, I'm joking. joking. <laughs> right,
2: yeah. The le- that level of expectation has cost him his job a couple of times because yeah. you know he's, he's you know generally he's been shown the door before his contract is finished even with Middlesex in the um, in yeah. the blast actually you know uh, you know did two seasons on a three-year contract uh, I think they came bottom um, in that second year and um, and they brought in Stuart law um so he's kind of having to rebuild his reputation a little bit and you know he's now got you know the head coach position uh, again you know, having not you know, originally he was going to be the going to be the, the second in command. So I think for Vittori, there's a kind of an opportunity to kind of get his reputation as being a, you know, being a you know franchise head coach, you know, back on back on track. Yeah. So well, to see I, would, I, would,
1: I would like to publicly distance myself from Tom's comments. <laughs> very, very <laughs> I'd like to
0: I'd, I'd like to move on very quickly. Uh, I get your point, Ollie. I mean. He's still named as the interim coach, um, so we, we expect McDonald to come back next year.
2: Yeah, McDonald has said he's still going. You know, yeah. he's still part of the setup. Here. You know, it's just COVID means that he's, he's not in a position to travel. I think he's then got um, Australian commitments that kind of come straight off the straight off the back of the hundred. Yeah. So, you know, given the well, quarantine situation, he can't travel.
1: Just a quick comment on Vittori that if you go back, say, 10, 15 years, you know, players we were watching at that time and said, who out of the current crop of players do you think is going to go on to become a good coach? I probably would have said Daniel Vittori at that point because I always felt he was a cricketer that made the most of his abilities. Um, Are you sure
0: that's not just because he wore glasses? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Academic sort of studious uh, Oh, yeah, he, he, it, he looks yeah. bright. I, I think he was a left arm. So he didn't turn the ball prodigiously, no, but he no. was very accurate and he sort of, he thought batsmen out, really, and he turned himself into a very useful uh, batter at number eight, you know, in a decent fielder as well. So I always thought he was a cricketer who, I think, to be fair, to have made the most of, mm. not necessarily the most, um, prodigious natural talent, but turned himself into a very effective cricketer, which I always thought would translate well into into mm. coaching.
0: And does he have natural talent to work with in his squad? Within the Phoenix, I suppose is the question. Ollie, you'll be playing selector today. Um, I mean, the opening bat pair, I think, is quite a difficult decision for him straight
1: up. Yeah. Do, do you agree, Rich? I do. I I quite enjoyed putting this team together actually because I had about sort of I thought I'd come across a good team and then I realised I had twelve, which is <laughs> it's a, a challenge. Yeah. Um, but when you've got uh, sort of an England Test opener. In the squad and he's not getting anywhere near the team, at least in my eleven um you realize that you actually you've got a pretty strong strong squad uh who do you go with i went with i went with alan opening because i think he that's his natural spot. um and i decided to partner him with moeen how about yourself
0: i, I don't disagree with the logic there and i was very very close to having momo my fave in with finn allen um at the top but actually i've 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 given Ali a bit of space now. I think Ali is going to captain the team, so he may well put himself up the top. I know he likes opening, so I wouldn't disagree with him starting up there. But actually, I had Daniel Bell Drummond in it as the opening partner, um, yep. who's you know a consistent performer, does great things every year for his county teams, for any team that he plays for, Has a bit of um, franchise experience as well, um, so I, you know he's going to be up there somewhere. I think Bell Drummond as well.
1: Yeah, that's a fair shout. I think the one thing with Moeen we touched upon it uh, in our strategy show where we talked about the fact that it's going to be a reduced power play in the hundreds Mm. know, only 25 balls as opposed to 36 in t20 and Stephen Fleming did an interesting experiment in the last uh, kind of IPL edition where he started throwing Moeen in at three for CSK Mm. Uh, but Moeen in that format was teeing off almost from the first ball he faced so he wasn't giving himself four or five balls to have a look he was almost he was swinging for the fences straight away, and I think that's an interesting tactic that might be employed elsewhere in the hundred. This idea of kind of the Uber Uber pinch hitter. Uh, yeah, but but I think that's perfectly fair to uh, to say you know, you bring him in at three. Um, I had. Well, I didn't. Looked... I didn't have him at three. I had. Him oh, at you didn't. Okay, you had no. him at five. Okay, I had
0: him at five, which is traditionally where he's done a lot of his top end batting around down, you know, five six so, uh, sort of region. Because I did have a place for Dom Sibley. Okay. Uh, which, okay. I, you That's know,
2: controversial, I, I, I think.
0: Well, you, yeah, people <laughs> you keep telling me this. Yeah. People keep telling me this, but, you know, he can bat in the shorter format of the game. It's not what you see every time in Test cricket. And he's there. He's going to bring, you know, he's there. He's going to play, I think. He's going to bring the crowds in to a degree, I hope. And he's got something to prove. Why wouldn't you put him up there? I had a bit of third.
1: I. I mean, there's a reasonable sample size, 32 innings in T20, and he's striking at 120. Mm -hmm. For me, that's not fast enough for the top four in the 100. But I I would rather see the likes of Miles Hammond up there, the Gloucestershire opener. You know, he's striking closer to 140, similar average to to Sibley, similar number of games, actually. Um, But, you know, I, I think sort of he's got more to offer in that format. Well,
0: the one and we haven't I talked had, about is Liam Livingston.
1: Yeah, I, ha, I had him at four. So I, I actually... Had, I had Liv, yeah.
0: I had Livingston at four as well. So I'll, I'll agree with yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And I think Liam. I think we all like Liam Livingston. He's involved in the England set-up at the minute. You know, very destructive hitter. Uh, I had the difference... I didn't have, which is surprising as a Kent fan, I didn't have Daniel Beldrummond. So I had um, Miles Hammond at three, Livingston at four. Then I had... Um, Coming in at five, Adam Hose. Again, striking at uh, you know one hundred and forty-five in T Twenty cricket at an average of um, an average of thirty. Didn't get no. in my team. <laughs>
0: Not good Didn't get that. in, and neither did Hammond.
1: <laughs> yeah, and make space had... for
0: Sibley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I had the Somerset skipper Tom Abel yeah. coming in uh... at uh, at six. I'm guessing I also, you had Able in as well.
0: I definitely had Abel, and I had him at six as well. So that I can agree with. I mean, this is a bit of a mess so far, Ronnie. What are you seeing?
2: Yeah, so we've got work to do here. <laughs> <laughs> so I I would probably open with, uh, with Bell, Bell Drummond and Alan. And I'd, but I'd then have Ali coming in probably at, probably at three and Livingston at four. Four. so that's that's basically a lineup that neither of you suggested but <laughs> given given I'm calling the shots that's what we're getting
0: yeah um, so
2: that I'm not get I think I, I think a strike rate of 120 you know is is not competitive compared to some of the other you know players that we've been putting in our, our top fives so Sibley is carrying the drinks uh, for the moment Yeah. yeah so,
0: They'll be crying all the way to the bank.
2: <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what you get paid if you. Is it in addition? Do you get a little, little a few quid on top of your central contract, or is this just yeah, part of your expectation? I don't know. we I mean, see if we can find anyone to bring on the show and answer that question.
0: First dibs at tea. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, we probably need one more to go if we're going to make my team fit. So, are you happy with and Hammond?
2: Um, I'm tempted to keep. Hose in actually and drop, drop Hammond. I think um, Abel stays. I think stays that's fair. At six. I
1: think that's okay. fair. That, well, that yeah.
2: that to me feels like a. Okay. The, the top. So that's the top that, six.
0: That's Alan Beldrum and Ali Livingstone hose Abel. Um, I then went with Benny Howell, um, in at seven. Yeah. What do you think of him, Rich?
1: I had Wokes before Howell. But okay. did you have how works? I had how works, so I'm easier. Yeah. There. I think you could go either way there.
2: Yeah. Um, Benny maybe, Howell, we go, maybe we'll go works how given me given him, give him, yeah. give him the, game, the big build up at the start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Benny and Howell, I had very, three. Very, sorry, Carol.
0: Well no, I, I then had three sort of more absolute bowling options in uh, Tahir, Imran Tahir, uh, Adam Milne and Pat Brown. I don't know yeah. how you rounded that up.
1: No, I had to say. I think Imran Tahir for the spin option, you know, very effective leg spinner, plays pretty much every of every franchise league around the world. Uh, Adam Milne, as I said, has been going really well in the blast. You know, hat-trick on Friday night to celebrate his call-up to the 100. Uh, he wasn't the only one to get 100 on Friday night. Lockie Ferguson had one as well. So <laughs> good day for <laughs> New Zealand fast bowling. Uh, and then Pat Brown, obviously, is the young War- – um sorry, not Warwickshire, he's Worcestershire, isn't he? Worcestershire. Uh, local icon player, I think, uh yeah.
0: Yeah. He's yeah, really sort lo- of improving.
1: Yeah,
2: and you know, they've them they use their local icon pick, um, you know, to basically take him take him early before the before the draft proper back in twenty nineteen. So I think the um, coaching setup obviously to see big things ahead for um, for Brown. So yeah.
0: he's right on the cusp of the England setup, I think.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um the
0: the one a couple we haven't talked about too much at the moment, Will Smead, uh, somerset batter really breaking onto the season uh the scene this season i i watch a lot of him uh, he can't be far off the middle order um the other one was the wildcard, card dylan pennington have you seen much of him
1: no i haven't i'm looking forward to to seeing him come in you know, the young fast bowler he's obviously got a bit about him Um uh, you know 30 wickets in 30 games so i think he i think we might see him at, at various points
2: yeah yeah so he'll have been working with um with some of uh, Victoria's backroom staff, uh, I think um, I think Goodman is the um, is the head coach. Um, yeah. Is he at Worcester? I think. And, yeah. um, and so, so they obviously will know know his work from um, uh, from the county game. So I imagine yeah, it was it was basically it would have been his pick. Um,
0: and yeah. I think we said that on, on the live stream, actually. A lot of those wildcard picks look like local players with bags of potential, rather than necessarily the bang-in-form guy, mm. looking to forward to 22, 23, to get them in, in, into the setup now.
2: Yeah, because it's interesting. You know, you can, kind of thinking about that, we always had two ways that you could go. Yeah. I think I'd been assuming that those wildcard picks would be somebody that, you know, you might not be picking for the long term. You might not sort of... You look at their whole career and think they're going to be the, the player you want on your side, but you just go, well, at the minute, they can do no wrong. You know, yeah. And they just keep the, keep the form going, get get two or three big scores out of them, or you know, a couple of good wicket hauls if, if you're picking so, a bowling couple, off. Couple, couple a of,
1: couple, yeah. of, couple, couple of interesting points around the selection for me is that, one, their drafting strategy was a little bit contrarian. Most of the other franchises went overseas-overseas mm. um, in their first two picks in in round one Uh, these guys didn't actually the 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 lowest uh, they picked Adam Zampa I think in sort of the sixth or seventh round you know so they they had a very different drafting strategy to some of the others then when it came to the players they lost out on Williamson I think it's Shaheen Shah Afridi and Adam Zampa they've actually gone out managed to replace them more or less like for like you know Zampa with Tahir the leg spinner Adam Milne as a quick bowler for Afridi and Finn Allen coming in as a you know batter for, for Williamson so interesting strategy and i agree with you they seem to have gone for sort of young local talent ahead of sort of some of the more established names it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how that serves them yeah.
0: and i suppose i mean have gone Allen, uh bell drummond ali livingston hose abel wokes howell tahir and brown you know we talk, spoke about wokes being a great guy ali being a great guy you know daniel Vittoria, famously a nice guy will nice guys finish last on this no, occasion man. what do we think of that squad <laughs> not what do we think of that link what do we think of that squad <laughs> in competitive sense
2: I think uh, I think there's some there's some I think there's good players in there my my mm. question as I, I said in my piece about Victoria is um, are they going to have the, the tactics you know right to, to win enough cricket matches you know he um, his record has generally been that his sides have been losing more more games than they've won uh, and that that isn't going to get you through to the the final at like the eliminator, of the hundred. Yeah. So, he's going to have to um, he's going to have to put together a few more wins than he's been doing in the past.
1: Rich, what do you reckon? I think that uh, Wokes is key for them. Wokes and Hal in that all round slot. Um, if they do lose Wokes to the tests, that could be sort of a bit, bit of an issue for them in terms of the balance of the side. But mm. otherwise, I'm I'm intrigued to see how they go. Definitely intrigued.
2: Is Ali another um, the candidate they could end up losing to the test? Do we think Ali's still possible playing test? Test cricket. I have, it have him. Assume, assume that Wokes could get in there, but Moeen could easily be in there as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see. And uh, you know, I, I'd have him, but for me, that squad as it stands is, is is not terrible. Of course, it's not. It's got some really strong points, but uh, I, I'm not sure. What we'll, might not be the favourites when on come the opening ball, which for this squad is when. Rich, have you got that one?
1: Uh, I don't have. To, is it the Friday no, it's, night?
0: It's Friday night. That's right. Twenty third, eighteen thirty hours. So it's the first double header because the women are playing. I think just in the afternoon and then straight into that game at eighteen thirty, uh, at home at Edge to London Spirit. Uh, we'll be there in form, if not in actual sort of physical presence. <laughs> <or> in, <laughs> in spirit. Um, not as the spirit, um, but until then, um, we're going to get on some more profiles uh, in the next couple of episodes. I think we're going up to no, down, 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 down across to the overly invincible. So, do join us for those. Uh, Rich and Ollie, you're not that's not optional for you. <laughs> we'll be here, you'll be I'll here. See you there. Uh, thank you very much if you've been following us long. Give us a comment and a subscription, and we very much appreciate it. Until then, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.